Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Tuneful, Beatful, Artful Music Teacher podcast. My name is Missy Strong, and I'm a music teacher in southern New Jersey, and also the president of the Feyerabend Association for Music Education. And we talk a lot about what it means to be a music teacher, and of course, about the work of Dr. John Feyerabend. Today, I want to start by talking about why you should think about getting FAME certification. And when I say that, I mean taking a course with either John Feyerabend himself or with one of the endorsed teacher trainers from FAME. These courses are offered in First Steps in Music and Conversational Solfege, and they're offered all over the place. It's really important to do these in-person trainings because you get to ask tons of questions. Of course, you get to meet and network with and learn from other teachers who are like-minded. And really, it's best to learn from these master teachers who have been using the programs for a long time. And a lot of people ask me about the programs and say, where can I take them? Where are they being offered? Well, in addition to Dr. Feyerabend's schedule, which is up at our FAME website, feyerabendmusic.org, as well as on GIA publications, we have a group of outstanding teacher trainers who lead those same courses, First Steps in Conversational Solfege, all over the United States. You can find a complete listing of these certification courses, as well as conferences and workshops that John and the trainers are doing on our Fire Robin Fundamentals page on Facebook. If you go there, just look at the top of the page under announcements that are pinned at the top, and there's something called Fame Conference Sessions, Workshops, and Courses, and we keep that up to date. So that's the best place to look. And you can also look on the FAME website as well. But to give you just an example, this is not everything. This is just some of what's going on. This April, the amazing Lily Feyerabend will be presenting at Connecticut's Music Educator Conference. In June of this year, Emily Mark will be doing First Steps in Indiana, Rachel Grimsby will be offering First Steps in Ohio, and Stephanie Shaw-Brazy is doing both First Steps and Conversational Solfege certification in Michigan. This July, Craig Knapp is going to be holding a First Steps in Music with ORF course, and he'll also be leading Conversational Solfege certification at Hofstra on Long Island. Leslie Weaver will be doing First Steps at Moravian College in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. The Queen, Connie Greenwood, will be presenting First Steps at the Hart School in Connecticut. I'll be doing First Steps in Forney, Texas, as well as Conversational Solfege in Toccoa Falls, Georgia. And of course, we have the First Steps and Conversational Solfege certification courses that are going to be taking place right before our FAME conference at the end of July in Philadelphia. And I definitely want to see you there. For all you people out West, John Creever never sleeps. We know for sure he's doing classes in Montana and Idaho, and I know he's working on many more. I'll be doing Conversational Solfege at Colorado Mesa University at the end of June, 
And hey, you Canadians, we haven't forgotten you. David Rankin is teaching first steps and conversational solfege in Edmonton, Alberta. And like I said, I promise there is more than what I named here. And that list grows every week. So keep checking because there are so many more than what I just named here. Furthermore, if you're interested, you can try to kind of make a quote from scratch, end quote, course, and invite one of the teacher trainers out if you're very interested. We're at the point now where I'm thrilled to say a lot of people have done this. They've found a space and they've drummed up interest once they've secured a teacher trainer and part of the schedule. So definitely consider that too. For now, though, we are going to dig into this extra long but very rich episode. Taylor Curlew is a teacher who is just a few years into her career. I had the privilege of meeting her a couple of years ago when she took conversational solfege with me at Montclair State and then immediately followed that class a few months later with First Steps. She's a wonderful singer and honestly just a lovely human being. And she has been struggling with implementing conversational solfege in her classroom. A few weeks back, she and I were chatting about it. And I was talking to her about the fact that there's a much bigger learning curve with this program. And as I said it, it hit me like a bolt of lightning. We should chat on the podcast because I know she's not alone. And if I answer her questions from my perspective and from my experience, her questions would potentially help tons of other teachers. That's you. This episode is so long because I just couldn't find the best place to cut it until I went a little longer than normal because I talked through the entire 12-step process with Taylor and that can take a while. And this is just part one of our conversation. I really hope you enjoy it. So welcome to the podcast, everyone. Um, we have a special guest here today. Um, this is Taylor Curlew, and uh, she is my friend, and she is a music teacher. I am. And I just had this idea. Um, I know that lots of people struggle with conversational solfege. I know I did uh, for many years. Raise his hand. <laughs> Raise his hand. So you and I were texting and talking and I had this idea. Um, I know you've had a, a lot of questions about conversational soulfish and I know you feel bad about that, which you should not yeah. feel. Uh, <laughs> because one thing I can tell you from years of interactions with teachers is lots of people have a problem with uh, understanding and, you know, well, a lot of different things, not just conversational soulfish. So it just hit me that we should just have a conversation <laughs> About conversational fish. <laughs> but before we go on, tell us a little bit about um, what you're teaching, where you're teaching, and how you came to find out about Dr. Fire Robin's stuff. Sure. Um, hi, everyone. So this is like my my journey a little bit. Um, I started teaching about almost four years ago, but I was in so many different districts, and I like wanted to go the performance route and, you know, and so teaching for me was like, oh no, it's so scary. I'm not going to do it. Right. And, um, so when I finally got my first position, um, I was just filling in for someone who had cancer and, she, you know, everything is fine. And that was mm. kind of like, 
I I had no idea what I was doing, but I just knew I had to have fun. Right. And that's when I really was like, okay, like I'm about having fun, but we have to carry across some kind of curriculum. It's right, just like what? Learn something. We have to yeah. So, you know, and that I, I ended up getting a, another job in the district that I'm in now in Basking Ridge. Um and uh, Bernard's Township in New Jersey. And um, it was a maternity leave and I was there for a year and I still was like, okay, like I'm getting better, but I, you know, I need something, you know, that's going to, to speak to the children coming from me. I mean, you can, you go to these workshops where you see activities and you yeah. see like, you know, educational things and you're like, wow, this is great, but it's just such a small part. Right. And to me, I'm like, that's fun, but where what what do I What's do with next? that? Yeah, and and, and I, I can go at a million of those and be like, okay, I just took ten things, but like, how does that relate? And how right. am I going to make kids understand like everything from doing like one little game? Like, what mm-hmm. does that do? So I'm like, I know I need to find something. So um, I got it. <laughs> My actual position that I'm in now, um, I'm at Cedar Hill School Elementary in Basking Ridge in Bernard's Township, and I'm teaching kindergarten through fifth mm-hmm. uh, choral uh, music as well, and. It was almost like the perfect timing because I was, I think I met you two summers ago. Oh my okay. gosh, almost, which is crazy. <laughs> um, and I had heard about it through actually the person that was there before me. Okay. Um, and he had suggested you really should look into this. And because I went to Montclair State, which is where we uh, took this yes, class, yes. that's my alma mater. So right. I would see, I saw the post anyway, and I was like, this is a sign. Yeah. And um, To take a training. To take a training. And... I am such a singer, um, sorry, instrumentalist, <laughs> but um, so I knew like conversational soulfish, like that appealed to you, appealed sure. to me, but also I'm like, that would be so amazing. I had no idea what it was, right. but I was like, soulfish, wow. I think a lot of choir. people are like that. <laughs> yeah, yes. choir, learn it. I don't know, maybe like getting the kids to like, not just like, it's all about like singing for me right. my, in my curriculum, but like. Don't apologize, that's okay. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, singing, <laughs> but uh, just like something that I could do and um, I felt comfortable at Montclair Um, so I signed up and I literally sat there and I went wow as a newer teacher to be able to and now here I am going oh my gosh what is this like hi this is why I'm here everyone (laughs) but um, I just felt like what a blessing that this could work for me and I have always I mean, from my journey, like thinking teaching has been so scary, I never really wanted to retain anything because I was too scared. So I knew that this was going to be a challenge for me because I had to work hard. And not that I don't want to, but I was like, this is going to be so beneficial for my students. And it's just, it moved me that I could actually use this for my classroom, but still like coming from who I am as a teacher, present it and still have fun. Yeah. So I, I think wow, that's... Wow, so that was the first time it was that class. It, it was. In my mind, you were like at a conference or something, but that was... Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I there's know, probably old, so many. No, no, there's probably so... No, it's okay. And you do this all the time, so... Right. But uh, yeah, it was it was that, that class at Montclair that I was like, wow, wait, but this is really amazing. And the... His, like everything that you were saying, like the background and the history and the the facts about yeah. how it works from day one mm-hmm. with children. I mean, in and, you know, and this is from first steps on, but right. like I was like, okay, now I need to take the first steps. But, right. you know, this is amazing because the upper grades, I struggled because I'm like, oh my gosh, what do I do now with these Now you really kids? need something to the, do. And, you know, yeah, kids these days, does. they need to be... Yeah. I mean, they can't sit for too long either. Right, they right. need to... They shouldn't. They shouldn't. And so my thing was like, how am I going to make 
music fun, but still, like, I'm getting this across to them right. that this is... Yeah, you want it to be engaging, these musical but they activities. need to be learning something. Yes, and that it's the carrying way. them throughout their life. You know, it's not just, a, you know, it's a musical activity, but it's it's making them involved and, and carrying them throughout, you know, what's to come. So whether they major so, in it or so not. So did you just, you started Conversational Swordfish? Oh, and... Uh, this year or the year before? Okay. Oh, yeah. So this is the juicy part of my. <laughs> I I took Let's this class the, and the then tea. Pers- see how, yeah, see spell- how hip I am. Yeah. <laughs> um, very trendy. Yes. Um. So and I took this class and I was like, ah, this is too hard again. Yes, same I thing. I, co- Many people do that, or yeah. they buy the book and, and I, then they put it away. And listen, I had to go on all the the forums like yeah. before, like coming here to say it's not just me, and Ooh, I, and I'm so grateful not. for all of those those people that are like, wait, all the, I was like, okay, I asked all of these same questions, mm-hmm. but this is so cool that like we can do this and hopefully like make sense of it all. Yeah. And for me, but so I pretended to say that I was going to do CS right. because right, right. it was in March, I think two years ago. And I said, I'm not going to do it this year. Right. I'll do, Understandably, I'll start it next year. I'll start it next yes. year. <laughs> <laughs> that was a lie. <laughs> so then Welcome to my world I took time. first steps that exact same summer. Right. So then in my head, I said, I'm just going to do first steps right, next right, year right. with my K to two, and then I'll figure out CS yeah. with three to five yep. the next year. Well, the next year is here, right. and I am so proud of myself because I am too. You all the questions it. that yep. I've asked, like so many of our you know, mutual right. friends, and um, I started it in September, and it's funny because it's not that it, it's, it's a scary thing, but for me, it's, do I know what is happening? Sure, absolutely. Am I authentic and to my kids where I'm like okay now we're gonna do right this and I don't I'm not like that so it's like frustrating for me because then I feel like I'm a robot but mm-hmm. because this curriculum is so and like just intense in the way that it is it makes sense but it just has to fl- I have to find the flow of it absolutely so I decided to and if there's anyone else out there that's done this please let me know because <laughs> I I feel I felt like oh am I doing this the wrong way I took my third, my fifth graders, I would like to start, I, I'm not doing it with my fifth grade, right. but I said, I'll start a little, little by little, and I'm doing third and fourth grade conversational soulfish, but I started them all at the same yes. exact lesson plan. So my third which graders are doing, yes, yeah. which is, I don't know, probably a big no-no, but now next year no, I have to. No, it's not a no-no. Well, that's good, because I'm like, well, <laughs> See, wait, I've my third graders. You of I, I know, I, I, yeah, because then I'm like, well, what if I'm like trying to force my poor third graders to like be at the level of my fourth graders, you know, but I just said, I'm doing it and it's something and I know I'm going to get this one yes. day, even though I feel like, why is it taking me so long? But, um, you know, so I, I think that, you know, hopefully next year will be like third and fourth and maybe a little bit of fifth will be doing very different lesson plans because I'll know I'll be more confident and it's funny because I didn't wait until this podcast this this was just right. like a decision sure, of like sure. last week so right. now I feel yeah, like we just there's came a up reason for everything yep, absolutely. I really will start next year <laughs> here's what I was going to say you're doing the thing that I'm always encouraging people to do which is hard it certainly was hard for me which is like just try it you know, even if you do it, and I'm going to reference that uh, later, in with a grade level or just one class from yeah. a grade level, it's like when I'm talking to myself about uh, doing ask me sheets or uh, doing a family folk dance night, things like that. These are huge things to take on. And conversational soulfish, I don't want to lie about it. I don't want to scare people about it, but I'm going to be honest and say it's a challenge. 
but it's really good. It's really worth it, you know? Yeah. So we definitely live in a society, and I'm one of the consumers who is like, I want it to be easy, and I want you to tell me what to do, uh, and it's too hard, right? So yeah. I am proud of you for doing, for yes. trying that. Yeah. And you shouldn't feel bad that you put it off. I was, as you were talking, there are so many things I've said, and I'm old, where I'm like, <laughs> like okay, next year I'm doing this thing, you know, I am going to do it. Yeah. And I was just thinking, oh man, it's January. <laughs> it, yeah, it's like, <laughs> how did that happen, you know? So, okay, so what I asked you to do was, um, even just in the past week, as you were teaching, write down questions yes. that you've had. Um, and you sent me the questions a few days ago, and I've been uh, notoriously <laughs> writing out sleeping. the answers, right? And um, like I said, there's 17 pages oh worth my of answers. <laughs> and at first, I had the 12. I had 12, and then right. I said to you, I was like, "Wait, that's perfect. 12, yeah, 12 steps. steps, 12 questions." Yes, and then I added a little more, <laughs> right, and I was right, like, right. "Oh!" And then when you said on the the post, it was like. I'm on page 12. I said, wait, at first I thought you said question 12. And I'm like, oh, right. she's, wow, she's on a roll. <laughs> so we're going to go through it. We're going to cool. take as long as we need to. And we'll edit it to be whatever it needs to be. But don't feel bad about the things that you don't understand. I often tell people that, you know, they would laugh if I told them the things that I did wrong, the things that people still tell me. You know, I thought I was supposed to be doing this and yeah. there's plenty of that. So what we're going to do is I have it written down. So and you have stuff written down. You have notes. Okay. You have your book with you. Yeah. I have a couple pieces of paper. Okay. So I, the more I wrote this, um, the more I know, the more I knew or realized this is really going to be helpful to people. But for those of you listening and to you <laughs> sitting here. Even in this time frame, it's going to be overwhelming. Oh, well, so here's what 100%. I'm going to tell everyone, including or starting with you. <laughs> Cut yourself some slack yeah. and know that I'll be talking and trying to walk you through it. But it's a lot of information. So the good news is, like, I just saw somebody write on the Facebook page. You know, I just listened to the Arioso podcast for the fourth time. And I finally, you know, that's everyone has different things. Yeah, that's and, true. And like, that's what's great about these podcasts. I wish this was around, yeah. you know, 16 years ago when I was trying to figure this out by myself. You can go back and listen to it and take notes and it will click for you. That's so I'm going to awesome. start with this question that you asked. Okay. You said the steps, which I know you mean the 12 <laughs> steps of conversational soulfish. Finding a way to group them mentally and make sense of how to think of them musically from start to finish. Um, and then you wrote Pretty a funny broad. thing after that. I did. I did. I tried to like keep her like, yes, missy on her You toes. were very entertaining. There were hashtags. Oh, or... they, oh yeah. I was like, I oh it. man, are your eyes rolling yet? No, <laughs> did no. I actually take the class? So here's, I'm going to like, like I said, so apologize, I apologize if sometimes I'm reading, but no, that's, that's okay. what I'm going to do. I, I have we'll things talk here about I may read, so. <laughs> All right. So conversational solfege is a way for us to help our students become what we like to think of as um, independent musical thinkers. So if you think about, and this helps me, having that overview that you're talking about. First steps, what I'm trying to do is help bring out their innate musicality. So in first steps, the goal is, by the end of our time together, are you tuneful, beatful, and artful? Are you singing with you know, a fair amount of uh, proper technique? Are you in tune? Uh, do you 
feel the music you're singing, that kind of thing. Yeah. Are you beatful? Can you move to both a steady beat and understand that that beat divides into groups of twos and threes? And are you artful? Are you connecting at your level, whether you're six or seven or eight or 10 or 15, are you connecting with the expressive piece of the music you're performing and you're hearing? Mm-hmm. Okay. So here, what we've done is we've helped students become in first steps, musically independent. When you get to conversational solfege, the natural um, next step is not, not only are you able to be tuneful, beautiful, and artful, but can you think like a musician? And I'm going to give like, it's a big example, but it's a good one. And that is something that I didn't understand, uh, even after my undergraduate years, which was really the ability to look at a piece of notation and hear it. Uh, when there was no physical sound yeah. present, right? Mm-hmm. To me, that was like, what? I, I can't do this. Yeah. yeah, you know what I mean? And so an independent independent musical thinker can do that. You know, I'm sure there's a piece of music that's too hard for them. But generally speaking, they can look at um, a simple folk song that they're going to teach in their class yeah. and hear it in their head without having to go to the piano. Um, they can hear music that they see. And the music that they hear in their brain, they can kind of see it in their musical mind in like notation. Mm -hmm. So it's this kind of fully functional literacy. And I think people tend to think about notation like very like pragmatically, like I have to teach you quarter notes. I have to teach you quarter rests. I have to teach you. It's exhausting. Yeah, it's not like, it's not like that's not true, but really something I've said many times is notation exists for the musician. The musician does not exist. We're not beholden to the piece of paper. The piece of paper with notation on it should serve us to kind of say like, I should be able to say, here, Taylor, here's a song I wrote, you know? Yeah. Um, That's why it's important to have notation, you know? So we want kids who have become musical to become musical thinkers who can take what they've learned and now learn to read and write, kind of like become fluent with it um, and also be able to communicate even more uh, with each other, learn that common language. Yeah, in their own child-like way. Yes, of course, of course. I think that's why this curriculum is just amazing. Yeah, and I think it's developmentally appropriate, which is basically what you're saying, and it follows the lines, and I'm not an expert on language acquisition, but it, it follows the lines, generally speaking, of how we acquire our mother tongue, right? So uh, when we are born, as I often say in training, you know, hopefully, you know, in the first year of our lives, we're not like doing a flashcard set with our parents, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. You know, puzzles, um, all crazy it, yeah. things. Yeah. And <laughs> I know there are parents out there yeah. who are doing, doing something more like than this. just that. <laughs> right, like, right, right. We could keep that. Yeah, but. yeah. But like, what happens to a kid who's learning their mother tongue is very natural. They are exposed to the sounds first. So they hear it even in utero, right? And then as they're babies, they're hearing, talking, um, arguing, happiness, joy, anger, frustration, mm-hmm. laughter, this kind of thing through the language. Then in their, uh, a little bit later, they start to babble because they're trying to imitate the things they've heard then they kind of gain mastery of that. And they're really kind of walking forward in uh, saying words and now sentences and eventually 
paragraphs, stringing those paragraphs together. And then, uh, well, not then, but at some point in that time frame, they begin to see the code, mm-hmm. you know, of written language. But in music, a lot of times what we're doing is going backwards. Um, we're bringing in, and I know I often say this, this will offend some people because they are doing this. And I'm not going to say like, you are a bad teacher because you're doing this. Uh, what I'm going to say is, hopefully you'll consider what I'm saying. If you're hearing this and you, you're a person who kicks off in kindergarten with notation, I hope that you will at least be provoked to think about your practice. Um, And so what we have is a lot of people who, like I said, in kindergarten, their focus is, I got to teach them quarter notes. They're going to learn the rest. They're going to do this. But those kids often are still not singing and playing and uh, moving and emoting. And we're starting to take away that precious kind of neurological development time so i'm going on and on but what i'm trying to say is this is why this is what i have in my mind when i think about these programs first steps and then conversational soulfish it dr fire found a way to make practical for teachers the way that students learn yeah he didn't make up the way students learn it's like he yeah he tapped into it and found a way that was both engaging and developmentally appropriate which is hard to find those two things together. You can find a scientific thing that's not very fun. Um, and then you can find a lot of, we know this in music education, if you walk around a convention, you know, there are a lot of fun things that don't have a ton of substance. Yes, like where them. is the, yeah. yeah. And where is your forward motion? Mm-hmm. So that's what's happening in Conversational Soulfish. We're developing independent musical thinkers. We want them to be able to take ideas and concepts and like work with them in multiple ways. Read them, sing them, write them, compose with them, improvise with them. Um, and the way we do that is by taking them through units. Now, these units are not magical. <laughs> and the way Dr. Fireabin, who is a very devoted, you know, Kodai practitioner, did it is to look at the folk music of America and pull out the concepts that were most frequent. That's how it's built, right? But something I'm gonna say more later, and I'm certainly saying it now is, the angle of conversational soulfish, there is like practical things. You know, I want you to learn quarter notes. I want you to learn eighth notes. I want you to learn a quarter bass. I want you to sing, uh, you know, the soulfish. But to me, it goes beyond that. It's teaching you how to think like a musician so that when you learn higher level concepts it's it more just, intuitive yes for and you're you. like oh i've seen this right, i've done this right. it's not like hey this is a quarter note now you have to do this right, it's right. like they've learned through this like beautiful little like process yeah yeah and i think like that's and i understand because when i came to conversational soulfish i had the same struggles and i say it all the time what do you mean you know i'm taking a year to learn do and do day and the thing is yes and no what you're taking a year to do is to learn how to become more musically intuitive. And then as we gain momentum, you'll move quicker and more easily through this process. And then when you leave me to go to middle school, high school, I hope that when you learn higher level things, it will be easier for you to learn them. Uh, So that's what's happening. 
in conversational solfege. So practically speaking, like I said, we do it in units, right? So there's the purple book, which we have here in front of us. Um, that's level one. And something that we just discussed in previous podcasts is the new upper levels. Uh, not new, but there are some new books. Yeah. But knowing about the upper levels will actually yeah, help you. really amazing. You know, yeah. it will help you know your trajectory. But we're starting here. This is uh, the holy grail as far as I'm yeah, concerned. Yeah, seriously, right? it is. <laughs> this book has just four units in it. And so what we're doing is each unit features a musical idea. So you know it's a rhythmic idea or a tonal idea. Mm -hmm. So it could be in triple meter, um, three eighth notes, and a dotted quarter note. Uh, the very first unit of conversational solfege, which you'll hear me reference many times, it's is fine, quarter it's note. Only, it's yes. the only one I've gotten through. <laughs> You're and an expert in unit one. <laughs> it's January, everyone. So. No. Oh, there are plenty of people who are right where you okay, are, so don't yeah. worry. That's fine. But like quarter note, two eighth notes, that's unit one. Yeah. Um, we're going to go through the unit, and the way we go through the unit uh, is through 12 steps. Um, and my favorite joke. It's a 12-step program for kids because it literally is. Yeah. But really what we're trying to do is, I say it, which is very simplified, but we need simplification, I think, is I'm taking you from knowing nothing about this concept to knowing all the basics about it. You go from zero to 60 in those 12 <laughs> steps. So by the end of a unit, and I think, I'm saying this so much because I think people don't comprehend what it is. It's like there are discrete units in conversational soulfish. By the end of the unit, you will know, you'll take that idea. So let's say unit one, do and due date, quarter yep. note, two eighth notes. You're gonna learn how to perform with it, like chant rhymes and sing songs that contain that. You're going to know how to decode it when it is placed in patterns and songs and rhymes, yep. right? So now you're gonna take it and break it down, right? Then you're gonna learn how to, by performing it, singing it or saying it, you're gonna learn how to improvise with it. So yep. take it and switch it around, right? Yep. Then you're going to learn how to read its notation. You're going to be introduced visually for the first time to it. And then you're going to learn how to write with it. And not just write uh, manually, which you will do, um, you know, manuscript, how does it look? What's it called? You know, this is a note head, this is a stem, but you're going to learn how to take the ideas that are in your head and translate them down onto, um, in visual form, right? So how does it happen? Again, by taking that small musical idea and moving through 12 steps. All right. So you got that. Yeah. But I just had like a little, what? I know. Let me hear it. The, oh, you a little, the, well, because I'm so visual, so yes. this is also like having, we have like the rhythm unit plan in front of us. Right. Like, that's it's so great to yeah. see. It, it is <laughs> for my brain that I'm like, wait, numbers are everywhere, but I'm, I understand it. It makes sense. It's, it's just like when you just said, it's literally, I just realized like every step is, is just another part of, it's the same yes. thing. It's just writing now or right, create right like, we're going from here to here by now, like, but hearing no, it is just okay that's that's me like i think the thing <clears throat> i had a problem with uh feels so long ago now <laughs> i do remember feeling so frustrated because i thought of the same way i can get visually kind of lost and, yeah, and, yeah and overwhelmed um but i would look at it and say i was so fixated on i have to memorize every step and i have to know what's happening that, but I didn't me. have an overview 
of it. And so that's why I'm taking you so broadly from what is it we're trying to do? We're trying to train their brains to um, go from knowing nothing about something, a concept, to knowing everything. And there's a process to it. Okay. So here you have those 12 steps. So now let's think about that. So we're looking, we both have um, something I'm going to link to in the episode page. Uh, the the adaptation of something Dr. Feyerabend made in the manual, which is a rhythm unit plan. That's what we're looking at. Uh, I took that rhythm unit plan and I it took me months. I completely shredded it apart, <laughs> took it apart. You don't want to see mine. Try- <laughs> I brought it for later. So you can be like, what have yeah. you done? <laughs> well, I, mean, I just, for me, I was looking at it and I was just taking it apart to try to understand. And then I put it back together. And this is the thing I still use to this day Yeah. Uh, when I'm working a unit of conversational soulfish. So it's the thing with, you know, on the left side is all the steps plus all the repertoire, you know, empty spaces. And on the right are those annoying little boxes. Uh, that for me, I have labeled according to the lesson number, you know, so in lesson one, we're doing X, Y, and Z. Okay. So we're going to talk about that later. Oh man. Yeah, I know. Oh gosh. Another mind blowing Another thing. (laughs) I was just going to save that Uh, for later. (laughs) So, okay. So we're looking at that, but take that away. Don't look at that and think about it this way. And this is like, I know that some of my colleagues, I have fantastic teacher trainer colleagues who, um, grasp this stuff better than I do or better than I did in the beginning. So they're kind of like, oh, duh, you know, but I, one day I was just like, oh, wait, there are 12 steps, but really it's four groups. Four groups is the key to thinking about it. Yeah, that's what I'm missing. Yeah. And so I say all the time, it's 12 steps and four groups, 12 steps and four groups. And to be honest, one of them is really not even a group, but to keep it consistent, we'll call it a group. So. You have four groups, or if you look at, there's a graphic in the manual that's like these boxes going from left to right, and everybody who's taking, uh, who has taken a certification knows, like, you've taken a test where you had to fill that out, right? that one. So (laughs) it shows you, though, four boxes, and in those boxes are written out steps. So that's how I think of conversational soulfish primarily. I think of it in two ways. So I'll say the two ways right now. I think... I'm trying to get from zero to 60 through 12 steps that are in four groups. That's one thing I'm thinking of. Then forget the first box because we're going to talk about why you don't really have to worry about the first box. In boxes two, three, and four, which are conversational solfege. In other words, no visuals. We're just saying and singing. That's conversational solfege box. Box two, reading. First time we're introducing visuals, right? Mm -hmm. And then box four, the writing steps, okay? So when you think about boxes two, three, and four, conversational solfege, reading, writing, each one of them has a process in it. And that process is the same. You start off by doing something by rote. So you say to the kids, echo me. That's it. They're just copying you, right? The next thing you're going to do is say, hey, those things that we just were echoing, I want you to figure out now. I'm not going to tell you what it is. You have to decode it or translate it, right? So now you've done a rote thing. Then you've asked them to decode something that they became familiar with, Mm -hmm. a song, a pattern, a rhyme. 
The next thing is we're going to like take our hands off the process a little and say, now I'm going to ask you to decode again, but I'm going to give you something you haven't heard before. Still the same things are involved, a do and a do day, but you have not learned this song before. So can you decode? And then the last thing we're going to do is improvise with it. So now you're going to take that do and do day and you and then you and then you are going to create something and you are going to learn how to improvise. So take a musical concept of the unit, go through 12 steps. Those 12 steps are grouped into four boxes or mm -hmm. categories. In each box, minus the first one, <laughs> which barely counts, um, we are doing something by rote, decoding something that is familiar, then moving to what? Decoding something that is unfamiliar, yep. and then we are improvising or creating with the thing. Then we go to the next box and we start the process again. What happens first? Rote, something by rote. Then we're going to decode something that's familiar. Then what happens next? Decode something that's unfamiliar. And then not in the reading box because you can't improvise reading. You're going to pretend like you did it. And you're going to go to the last box. Same thing. Wrote. You're going to decode something familiar. Decode something that's unfamiliar. And then create with it. That's what's happening. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> it's like really not that... <laughs> complex but well, i think it's just it's, there's a reason you're not alone yeah it's, there, the, it's a lot it's, it's so the much doing mm -hmm. and it's the do i do what first and, right right yeah and we're going to talk about that okay so yeah. now now you know we have these four boxes only taken now it <laughs> only taken it twice guys. oh Sorry. hey remember i say this all the time i know i'm a teacher trainer i'm supposed to be a master of this stuff and there will be a time when i'm talking to John or another teacher here and I'm like wait what <laughs> oh, wait oh no <laughs> wait we're, what have I done we were supposed to be doing that you know so it, yeah it's just a lot to take in you are becoming a Jedi I am of this process so true I'm ready I'm ready I'm your Yoda uh, I love you're that. my baby, baby Yoda. Yoda oh my gosh and it's so fitting because that's like the trend right yes, now yes exactly 2000 we're on trend <laughs> so the first box okay so 12 steps four categories or boxes, okay. right? The first one is called readiness. And really there's only one step in re in the readiness box, right? Yes. It is rote. Okay. Right? Yeah. So that's the that's the pattern. Yeah. No, it's no. not. No, no, no. Oh, guys, just kidding. <laughs> We're not there yet. No, you passed the test. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I did. I no, thought. and this is this is what's important. I did not understand this at first. Yeah. Step 1 is so simple. Step one is, I'm going to teach you two pieces of music. That's it. Yes. It's okay. nothing more magical than that. I think Chris Powers um, says, step one, have some fun or have fun. Have fun. Right? Love you, Chris Powers. Yes. <laughs> She's the best. And you, the way I think about it is, if I walk in and watch you teaching... At step one, I shouldn't know what you're doing. I should just think, oh, she's teaching them this song. They're singing this song. Or, oh, they're playing a game, and it's got a rhyme yes. attached to it. Step one, only one goal. Learn two pieces two. of repertoire. Mm -hmm. So the readiness box. Yes. In the readiness box, I am just teaching you two songs. And to be quite honest, students, um, although this is about you, it's really not about you. <laughs> I'm trying to infuse in your musical brain 
two pieces of music that I'm going to need to use later. And I'm That's carrying through this yep. whole thing. All I'm doing yep. is teaching you a game, teaching you a song, having you move. You are learning two pieces of music that I have chosen in advance of this unit. Um, that's all that's happening. Step two begins the second box. So remember, 12 steps 12 in steps. four groups. There we go. So okay. first box only has one step. Learn this. That's what I call it, right? So Chris says, have fun. I say, learn this. That's all. Learn this. Repertoire. Mm-hmm. Now we're moving to the second box, okay. right? The yep. second box is the conversational solfege box. What's important to remember here, and we consider this to be the the most crucial group of steps because here we're working on inner hearing mm-hmm. audiation it's like don't right? mess it up yeah and good news no visuals don't worry about anything it's all by it's oral and oral yeah that's all that's i started happening. them with visuals right yeah. away and that's tisk, that's tisk. A, but that's a normal until i realized yes oops yeah that's okay totally and that's so why i'm people. stuck now yeah <laughs> that's okay you'll just it's fix it then and move forward i will <laughs> and you will know why people do that in the future to help them yeah and so okay so now we're in the second box of the four boxes we've taught them two songs in the first box Mm -hmm. now we get to step two step two um is conversational solfege rote learn patterns that's all step two is so this i had the same problem i was like wait patterns are in the first box it's like no the first box is like a fluke. The first box is, I just need to, you to have two familiar Let's songs later. So I'm just going to give you these two songs. Mm-hmm. Now we start the conversational solfege box. And the first thing I'm going to do is say patterns to you. You're going to say patterns back to me. Uh, we call this pattern set A. Yes. Every unit of conversational solfege has, solfege has at least uh, one pattern set A. These are the patterns that at step two, we make familiar that's why i'm saying steps one and two are it's really just, just practical yeah. i just need you to learn this and the real learning is going to take place mm-hmm. starting at step but three those, those songs or rhymes have the notation yes, that 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 will be focusing the on the patterns and yeah. i don't want to assume that the kids oh yeah know you probably that. came here know, knowing these eight patterns no, of course <laughs> yeah. not right so steps one and two are strictly practical i need you to have substance Mm -hmm. to work with later okay so we move on to that next box we so the first one is step two that's now i'm just going to teach you these patterns i say do they do 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 you say do they do 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 okay that's that now we're going to move in that same box to step three step three is conversational solfege which just means by mouth and by ear Mm -hmm. um decode something that's familiar well, Missy, how do you have something that's familiar? Yeah. I'm glad you asked. That's At step steps one, one and two, <laughs> I have taught you patterns and songs and rhymes that contain do and do day. So that now at step three, I can say to you, remember this, will you do this? Okay, so for real, do this, ready? Yeah. So I say, do day, do day, do, do. Do day, do day, do, do. Do day, do, do, do. Do day, do, do, do. That's step two, because that's the easiest thing, yeah. right? Every box starts off with the easiest thing, wrote. Now I move to step three and I say, you know what, I want you to tell me what it sounds like now. So I'm gonna try to play a game with you, right? Now we could go to the technique section of the manual and find an actual game, or I could just say to you, if I said to you, Taylor, bum, 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 listen to that again. Bum, 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 bum. Do you think you could tell me where the do's and the do days were? 
I can. Yes. So <laughs> give it a try. And if you make a mistake, then we'll know what we have to fix. So I'm going to try it again. Okay. And instead of just echoing me now, you're going to do this magical thing we do in music called decoding, right? Oh, yeah. You're going to say do's and do days, and I'm going to try to trick you. Yeah, okay, here I, I go. Bum, 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 bum. Do, do, day, do, day, do. Exactly right. Yeah. So we start with the familiar patterns, the things you made familiar at step two. Um, and now I'm going to say, instead of copying me, you tell me what it sounds like. Huh. Okay? Okay. Then I'm going to also say, do you remember when we learned, um, I have lost my closet key. Did you know that's made up of do's and do days? So now we did... Step one is okay. where I taught you. Learn this. Which Two is the pieces game. of Which repertoire. The, you yeah. can play a game. You don't Change. have to, but to make it fun, play yeah. a game. Step two, learn these patterns. You copy me. That's all that's And happening. that's just on a neutral, like the bum. No, no. That's no. not neutral. That's step two is just I say it, you say it. Do they do, do With they the, do. Okay. With the syllables. Now, for those of you out there who are like me, who read the manual there is what is now a mistake in the manual or we'll call it a change of mind and that is years and years and years ago when john was writing this he thought that you should do it by neutral syllable first maybe that's like why am i yes oh absolutely i I was the same way but really you do not have to do that and i'll tell you go for it that's why i say it right the only time you're going to use neutral syllables in unit one is at step three when you do the pattern set a and then at step four when you do pattern set b that's it Got you. so everyone take your notes write it down the only time you're using neutral syllables is at step three for the pattern set a and step four for pattern set b um, otherwise when they're decoding a song so did you notice when i said had them sing, you know, I have lost my closet key. I didn't say bum, 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 bum. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. I'm just going to have them sing the song, maybe line by line, if it's too long or whatever. Yeah. And have them decode. They can sing to decode. So they can sing, do they, do they, do they, do. Right? Mm-hmm. That's what's happening at step three for the song. And it should just be a natural Yeah. So thing. what you're saying to them is, guess what? This do and do day weirdo put it stuff, with this song. it's in the songs yeah. you've been singing. Can Let's you figure find it? it? Mm-hmm. And that's how I do it with my kids. I don't play a big game with them at this point. I just say, you're a musical detective. and Or I always say, I feel lazy. I don't want to tell you <laughs> yeah. the answer. I want Help you to work me. for it. Yeah. So if I say the rhyme, um, uh, oh, I know. Miss White had a phrase. I love that So one. Yeah, me too. So and good. that's always my song yeah. too. Uh, um, Miss White had a fright but i don't just say to them okay now decode it i want to step them through the process in the first units so i say something like listen to me say the first part of it or you say the first part so they're like miss wife had a fright now i want you to say that again as you say it i want you to start using your musical detective brain to say which one of those are due and which one of those are due days so miss white and i'm going to overemphasize it at that point it's yeah. not going to be the most musical and that's rendition. how you get them yes. to so i'm going to say to them now you say the first line and then you decode the first line oh miss white had a fright and then if i have the paddle i turn it do do that's them do they do that's them doing mm-hmm. well 
we're getting some, you know, Jimmy Neutron brain yeah, blast you here. You're getting it. Then so I was, like, that's what's happening. To... That's step three. So step one and two, strictly pragmatic. Yeah, because I'd always try to do it, and then and then I feel yeah. like I'm giving them no, the, no. Step the one and two is I'm just teaching you this stuff, so yeah. you have it in your brain. You need something to work with, and I'm not gonna assume that 23 of you all happen to know closet key yeah right as a matter of fact i'm gonna assume none of you know it so yeah. um although this is another podcast if you ter- taught it to them i in was first gonna say steps, first step guess so what they're, can they're skip gonna remember. over step one you've already done step one yeah so that's that step two which is the first part of the second box conversational soulfish is now i need to teach you these patterns which of course you don't know you know yeah. you didn't you Unless weren't born were. knowing <laughs> these eight patterns now we get into the meat of it. Step three is now you take these things I've taught you and you tell me. Here's how I think about it. Step one, step two, I tell you. Okay. Okay. I'm going to tell you what this sounds Guiding like. Guiding you through. Yep. Step three and step four, you tell me what it sounds like. Because they should already be in that zone. Yes. Yes. Be- and they've learned it. Now yeah. you're like trying to show them how to step over that thing. Uh, so... That's happening at step three. Step four is the same concept. I want you to tell me. As a matter of fact, like I did in step three with the patterns, I'm going to use a neutral syllable. But now I have reserved these eight patterns called the B set of patterns. Unit or pattern set 1B. They've not done anything with that. I mean, they don't really know that, but you're just going to say, I'm going to teach you something you haven't heard before. Mm -hmm. Can you figure out, you know, what where the do's and due days are. So for example, here is a unit 1B pattern. Ba, 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 ba. Do, 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 do. So in effect, it doesn't sound any different than step three no. to somebody who came in. The difference is, do you know what the difference is? So this is where, this is where I'm confused. That's so, okay. So, but when you start pattern set A, you don't start it on a neutral syllable. Mm-mm. You start it on the do, do, right. do, they do, do. Okay, so that, so now because this is unfamiliar, neutr- unfamiliar you want them to now be able to yes, say. because you're making it a tiny bit like harder. You're challenging them. Yes. Okay. And that's what, what, I, what I didn't say before is, remember how I said in each of the boxes, two, three, and four, conversational solfege, reading, writing, mm-hmm. the process is the same. Yes. We start from easiest to most difficult. Mm-hmm. We start by you echoing me on something. Yep. And then we move to you decoding something that you already know. Yeah. Then I'm going to make it a tiny bit um, harder. Or what I say to my kids now, we're going to level up, right? Level up. Now I want you to decode something, same thing you just did, except now I'm making it harder because you've not heard these patterns before. And the other patterns you three. heard a lot. Yeah. No, that was step three. That, that was, was step three. But is, at step four, yes. all I'm doing is saying same thing, but these are new things new to things. you. A new song, mm-hmm. a new pattern, a new rhyme, right? Yep. And then at step five, I'm saying to you, now take that do and do day and you make up a pattern. Yeah. Now, that's a technique every, section. Yes, games. But every possibility is they're going to make up something they've said before. Yeah. But they don't know that. They're taking these little pieces that we've given them and starting to put the Play-Doh together in a different way or put the Legos together. Um, maybe they saw that Lego formation before and they're kind of recreating it, but they're still creating Yeah. So think again through the box. The box is do something by rote, decode something that's familiar, now level up, decode something that's unfamiliar, and level all the way up. 
and create something. The way I say it in my classes is I think about it the way um, I would teach Lorelai how to ride a bike. In the beginning, I would be doing everything, mm -hmm. even though she thinks she's doing everything, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. So she's sitting on that bike. I've got my hands on the handlebars and on the seat. And she's like, look at me, I'm riding a bike. <laughs> really, she's yeah, not, she's not doing anything except pumping her legs while I do it. Then after a while, I'm like, okay, I'm going to take my hand off the back because she's gaining some balance, right? But I'm not ready to let her just go. So I'm holding the handlebars still, right? Mm -hmm. um, and then I'm going to like kind of let go of the handlebars a little bit, put my hand on her back, right? Mm -hmm. She's going. And then the last part, the creating part, I'm taking my hands off the bike and saying, ride the bike. Yeah, it's a Can great she way do to... it? Yeah, and that's mm -hmm. the way I think about it. I'm going from doing everything for to her to eventually letting go. It doesn't happen in one step. I don't go like, okay, now go. Ride your mm -hmm. bike. So that's what's happening, but it's happening three times. Yeah, that's and a lot of let it go. It's yeah, frozen, it man. is, but it's good. <laughs> now stop it. We don't say that in this house. I knew that. It took you a while. I was like, she's not. It's going to be like, why did you not say that? Not a fan that? of that. Um, okay. So now we go to the reading box. Okay. So instead of feeling like, oh my gosh, now I got to learn all these steps. about Think about it this way. We're doing the same process. It's just that now, instead of just saying it and singing it, we're seeing we're it. We're seeing it. We're seeing it. Right? We're building every time. You okay? Yeah. I'm just I'm just thinking of how <laughs> yeah. I started with step yeah. six. Don't worry. No, don't like, stop. Do no, not. it's okay. Yeah. But then they were like geniuses when the time we I was like <laughs> rewind and I was like, oh, this is no fun anymore. Because they were like, and eh, next? And I was like, okay. Well. <laughs> so now at step six, we're at the rote step. Okay. So we went back again. We're gonna go through those steps, right? Mm -hmm. So what it means is I'm gonna get out my um flashcards of the patterns. Now you hear me say this, and I just want to be clear on this. Uh, generally speaking, one of the golden rules about conversational solfege is we start with patterns and then we move to songs and rhymes for decoding purposes. Yeah. So that's why you'll hear us saying the patterns first and then that just okay. as a point mm -hmm. of knowledge. Yeah, so thanks. now I'm going to take out my flashcards. I mean, that's what I usually Which use. Which are flashcards that... Uh, the big long flashcards that are the um, pattern set 1A. Yes, that okay. are... They're not in here. They're they, in... Are they, no, no, that's something you have to buy separately or separate, make. Yes. Or make. Yes. But what I was going to say is... That's the way I do it, the actual mm -hmm. cards. So they can see. But it. you can do the cards or you can look up at the active board. So now we're in the reading box. Okay. Right? We start the process again. What does every box start with? Wrote. Yes. Always wrote. Copy something. Mm -hmm. Now in this instance, because we're in the first visual thing, because it's the reading group of steps, mm -hmm. you want them to look at the things as you say them. So it's just like what you did at step two in the conversational soul fish box. Yep. You copy me, do they, do they, do, do they say, do they, do they, do, do. And now they do. see it. Now, at the same time, they're seeing it. So I say to my kids oh, always, I know. I say to my kids, now I need your eyes. Before I needed your ears and your musical brain. Now I need those two things, plus I need your eyes up here. Or if you're visually impaired, if we're having some kind of tactile yeah. thing for you to touch. You need to be focusing now more. We're leveling up again. So boys and girls, look up at the active board, or I wrote it on the board, or I made a chart, or I have these things. But for me, flashcards. Okay, good, because so, that's what I, I've been just putting on the board for now. Yeah, but absolutely, you can do that. This is good to... I like the flashcards because it singles them well, out. Well, and that's what I feel like 
I need to invest in because yeah. it's so much or better. Or a lot of people make them. You can make them. Yeah, and yeah. You're young. You can figure I'll that just, out. I'll just yeah. I got time. <laughs> I'm like just buy it because yeah. I am. Well, I'm very rich. there though. So, <laughs> so I'm going to show you these cards, boys okay. and girls. Would you please echo me? So to them, it's the same exercise. They're just They're looking just at looking. it also. So I'm still saying do day do no neutral syllables. No, nothing. We are now gone from neutral syllables. Remember, the Done. only two places you use those are at step two with the patterns mm-hmm. and at, st- oh, excuse me, edit that out, <laughs> Missy Strong. The only time you use neutral syllables are at step three mm-hmm. when you are decoding pattern set A. Yes. Right? Neutral syllables for that. And then you use them again at step four when you are decoding pattern set 1B. Once we get past that, donezo. We're not doing that. So now, boys and girls, you're looking at it. Copy me. Okay, that's step six. Remember, the box always starts with rote, and then it moves to taking your hand off the back of the bicycle. Mm -hmm. I am going to ask you to now look at this notation. And instead of me telling you what it sounds like, you're going to tell me. It's the same thing that they did at step three, except Mm -hmm. now we're adding a visual component. Yes. So now I hold up the card, right? (laughs) Here we go. (laughs) And I'm like, now, boys and girls, I'm tired of doing everything for you. You're not a bunch of little babies. Yes, you are. (laughs) So now you're going to look at it and I'm going to have you, and now I'm going to step you through this. I do it this way in later units. This is a good discipline. I say, would you look at this? And I want you to think through it. Uh, In my room, we call it red light audiation. Okay. Yeah. So look at this pattern and think it. And I'm pointing to each beat. And then I'm going to say, now I want you to look at it and I want you to read it. Now, let me tell you, in the reading steps, if you've done your job well, when you get to the reading steps, you will know, you will have a percentage of your group who sees the notation and is like, oh, oh, like I don't know what that is. And I always say, don't, no spoilers, because yeah. not everybody's I gotten there right? yet, right? Yeah. But you'll know that they're so good at audiating it and performing it that to them, to see the representation it's of like, it. It's like, wow, this yeah. is like It's like saying, remember gold. cat? You know, we have a cat at home. You love cat. This is cat. C-A-T spells cat. And they're like, cat! Like, wow, like the cat, thing. Right, like, like that evil thing that tries <laughs> to kill us yeah. every So, or dog, you know, like Lego. Yeah, yeah wow, yeah, that's so, so true. Their brains are... So they bring meaning to mm-hmm. what they're looking at now. That's why when you're doing conversational soulfish right, for me, the reading steps are the, it's like reaping the benefits of the work you've done. Because now they're like, that's doing due day. That's so it's cute. Like, yeah. yeah. And then I say to them, a lot of times, how many of you think you could probably read this? Let's say we're at the rote step after we've gone through it. I'm like, I bet there are a bunch of you who could probably do this by yourself. And there's always a bunch of kids who are like, yeah. I'm like, hey, hold on. You know, the next time we come, I'm going to ask you to tell me what it sounds like. So now here we are at step seven, decode familiar. And when you say sounds like meaning the song or the... Well, no, meaning when you look at these figures can you hear do and do day gaia you know what i mean Mm -hmm. when you look at c-a-t can you hear the word cat without me telling you yeah so at first i'm going at cat and then a little later i'm going look cat look cat then i lift it and they go cat right Mm -hmm. there's recognition but also because they have experience in the real world with a cat they're bringing that to it too so this is how much of a nerd I am. I get goosebumps. Oh my gosh. Because- <laughs> I see it. It's 
because right it's there so, in the flesh. John is so brilliant at how he put this together. It's it's easy once you kind it's of get the language. flow of it. Is, it. So you're yeah, right. they're acquiring and this language. So now I hold oh, up the flashcards and I say, look at this, right? You tell me. And remember I said the think thing? I do that because later in harder units, mm-hmm. especially unit three, which can be a challenge for them, and uh, which is do, de do, de do in triple meter, and let's say the tonal units, I want to give them that audition space, that inner hearing moment to go. As I'm pointing to it, think it, yeah. and then say it. It just gives them a little bit of breathing room. Mm-hmm. So, And John taught me that, and that was a game changer for wow. me. Okay, so now we've gone. That's step six was showing you the flashcards, and I say it. I tell you what it sounds like. Step seven is... You tell me what this sounds like. I'm showing you the flashcards. And I'm just being simple. So yeah. Show you the flashcards. Now you tell me. Right? Yeah. And at, So you're not letting them do anything on step six. Like you, you're basically... I mean, step six is rote. It's easy. Yeah. It's just copy me. So yep. I you're quite giving, literally you're say, like, say what I say. Yeah. Right? They, and my kids are so trained with this. I just say, oh, by the way, guys, look up here. Please do they, do they, do, do. And, they, that's and they just do it. I don't make a big show out of it. Mm-hmm. And we're done it. in one minute. We're done with that. One minute. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Taylor, what have you done? Oh, is that? 20 minutes what later. Have I it's done? like the SpongeBob, the snail. <laughs> yes. 20, 20 hours, hours later. later. <laughs> that's me. Oh, Lord. That's you and many people. Oh, gosh. I'm sweating. Okay. Yes. Okay. So, so great. now so we've done, we've done the rope. Right? Six six is wrote. (sighs) Missy, get it together. Step six, they're looking at it and you're telling them what it sounds like. Step seven, they're looking at it and you're saying thing through it. And now you tell me what it sounds like. Step eight is same thing. I'm going to bring out these patterns. Boys and girls, we're leveling up. It's a little bit harder, but guess what? Don't be worried because you've already done this. I'm just going to see if if I make it a tiny bit harder, can you do it? Um, now I'm holding up 1B patterns for them. Now, for those of you out there who are like me, how I was, it's like, well, they heard the 1B patterns at step four. Here's what I say to that. That's true, but they only did it once, maybe twice. True, and I, think- I don't think that that constitutes those patterns having become familiar to them. Because that's what some people will say. Well, How can you bring step or the patterns that be a second they've done time? so much since exactly. then. It's like my so brain would be like, I'm just, oh. I'm just referencing yeah, yeah. it. Because well, I know somebody out there is I like. I was confused too. Because sure. I was like, wait, am I missing another pattern? Did right. I mess up nope, in the book? Nope. Do I in go the, back? In <clears throat> units one, two, and three, you only have pattern sets A and B. Same thing. Mm-hmm. Every time. A yeah, and B. This is- uh, when you get to tonal units, it broadens into c and d and i saw that and okay. that's because in c and d so when you a tonal unit you have the a patterns uh there's no it's the pitches right with the solfege there's no rhythm to it so you have eight of those that's your a set that you're going to make familiar mm-hmm. right at step two and then you have your b set that's going to come out at step four right yeah. but they're amorphous they don't rhythmically amorphous they don't have rhythms but now we're in a new domain in tonal. Uh, my C patterns in a tonal unit are duple meter patterns using the solfege. Yes. Right? Okay. So now when you look at them, you'll see them with quarter the notes. And, yeah. Yeah. And then when, uh, as opposed to uh, 
pattern sets A and B in a tonal unit, you just see note heads. Yeah. Note heads. And then the D patterns are always triple meter patterns using the soulfish. That was something I didn't know for like seven years that I didn't really, I wasn't cognizant of. Yeah, okay. So you're welcome, everyone in the world. (laughs) It's okay. (laughs) This is going to be My whole career is like, please learn from my millions of mistakes. (laughs) I mean. So, okay. So now we are at uh, step seven. They are looking at patterns and then songs. Okay. Because remember, we start with patterns first yes. when we're going to ask them to decode. Mm-hmm. Then we move to the songs and the rhymes. Yeah. So now I'm going to say, this is a group of patterns you haven't seen. Or I, to be honest, I don't even say that. Because yeah. <laughs> they don't just, care. But yeah. I'm just saying that for the sticklers mm-hmm. out there. So now they're going to decode pattern set 1B, looking at it. And what I'm going to say to them is, and there's no neutral syllables here, because I say is, here I am holding this thing up. All right, look at this, please. Think through it. Now decode. Do, 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 do. Maybe a kid every once in a while says, I haven't, I don't remember these. Nobody really has ever said that, but let's pretend. Yeah. Now I'm going to say, oh, I have this new song I want to teach you. Before I teach it to you, can you look at it up on the board? Um, here it is. Ah. Uh, this is an unfamiliar song. This is step And you show eight. that to them. Yes, I show it to them right away. Wow. Right? Oh, I forget because really, it's unfamiliar, and I want them to read it. So and what's the point like of teaching yeah, it to them ahead of time? That's, yeah, that's true. So all I'm going to say is, here's a new song, right? I am at song number five in the repertoire list, which we'll talk about a little right. bit later. Yes, please. So <laughs> we're, this is just, all you need to know is, this is just a song they've never seen or heard. So you have to pick it ahead of time and not teach it to them, right? Mm-hmm. So they can't, if they go like, oh, we learned this in first grade, you're like, womp, womp, I got to go pick another song, uh, <laughs> you know? yeah. So you're putting up a song, um, I can't think of anything, 2468, the rhyme. Okay. And you put it up there and you say, you see that up there? Do you think you can decode that for me? Do you think you know where the do's and do days are? Why don't we try it, Okay. Um, I'm not, for me, I don't say the words of the song and then ask them to do it. I just want them to read it. That's mm-hmm. all. Okay. So they're just going to go, do, 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 do. Excellent. Go to the next one. Do, day, do, day, do, day, do. Go through the whole thing. And then I might say to them, let's do the whole thing. Let's decode the whole thing. Then they decode it. If I'm feeling adventurous or thinking they, they need extra challenge or some kid needs differentiation, I might say, Taylor and Amelia... And Esther and Sean, (laughs) will you please look at the board and now instead of saying do's and due days, I want you to say the words, but I want those words to sound like the rhythm. Mm -hmm. So they go two, four, six, eight, meet me at the go. And look what they're doing. And the words are already under there, correct? Yes. It's yes. just, but you're, yes. Yes. Okay. But the first thing I'm going to do with them is have them decode the, the music. So that's step eight, right? At this point, we have chosen in advance of the class a classical masterwork. If you don't want to choose a classical masterwork, choose something else. But what we want is another not folk song, real life example that uses do's and do days. Mm -hmm. Thankfully, in the Purple Book, John has chosen these things um, for us. So this is a good part of the lesson to teach them something about music. So what I mean is, I'm going to put up some notation on the board. That notation comes from an, a, a, a symphony, right? Section of a symphony. Uh, first thing I'm going to do is have them read it. That's all. Because that's my first goal, okay. right? Um, then if I want to lengthen, if I want to extend the lesson, I might say, okay, so first of all, let's say they read through it. 
Um, and then I say, oh, this is a piece of music by Beethoven. And this right. is the classical piece. Yes, yeah. exactly. And so now I've kind of gone past conversational solfege, and I'm entering the, the territory of teaching them something about music. Who was Beethoven? When was he born? Or mm-hmm. do I want to teach them about um, Europe? Do I want to teach them? So the, all that to say, this is a good part of your unit to do that. Yeah, okay. Okay, so you good? Yeah. So now we're at the end of the third box. First mm-hmm. box is readiness. Learn this. Or step one, have some fun. Have fun. Right? Mm-hmm. I'm teaching you two pieces of music. Box number two is conversational solfege. No visuals. Everything is aural and oral. Mm-hmm. I am teaching you pattern set 1A. I am teaching you how to decode that pattern set. Now I'm going to take the two songs we learned at the have fun stage, right? And I'm going to bring them here. I'm going to say, will you sing this song? Would you tell me where the do's and do days are? Can you hear them? Then I'm going to say, now you're going to do the same thing, but here's a new song. You've never learned this song before. Level up, right? I don't know why my kids are <laughs> I, like, I, like, I started that. that two years ago and I thought it was dumb, but they love it. They love and it. They're That's like, level, great. Up. level up. So I say, level up. Let's <laughs> see. I'm going to make lovers. it a little harder, right? Yeah. And then the last thing I'm going to say to them is let's play a game. In this game, if I'm listening to my music teacher voice, that's step five, the most important step of the whole 12 steps. I'm saying to them, please create a four-beat pattern using do and do day, right? Yes. To them, they hear, oh, we're playing Stop Copying Me, or we're playing Walk the Plank, or we're... Because they've in, already had little techniques within these... But it's not even that. It's that to them, it just looks like a game. A game. But to me, it's individual assessment. Yes. I'm going to say, can Sean create using do and do day correctly? Yeah. Or does he go, do day, do, do, da, de, do... Right? Mm -hmm. And then let's say Amelia comes up and she's like, do day, do, do, do. Nicely done. Esther comes up, do day, do day, do, do. So I'm writing down. Yeah. They're creating. But to them, it's encased in a game. So they're not. That's step five, right? mm -hmm. That's the end and the pinnacle of the conversational soulfish box. So now we've done readiness box. Learn this. We've done conversational soulfish. The thing about conversational soulfish is it's the pinnacle of inner hearing. Well, it's not the pinnacle. It's the it's inner hearing. We're working on inner hearing. Now, the next box, steps six through eight, is reading, right? Always starts the same. Wrote, decode familiar, decode unfamiliar. Uh, and there's no create in the reading box, but in the other two there is. Now, what's the final box? We've done readiness. We've done conversational solfege. We've done reading. What's the final box? Writing. Okay. Yeah. Writing. In the writing box, guess what? The bicycle process starts all over again. The first thing I'm going to do is something by rote. I'm going to ask you to copy me. And what I mean by that in this context is, hey, look up here. I put a pattern card mm-hmm. up. I want you to copy that. But before you copy that, would you please decode it for me? Because at every step, they have to they have to work on inner hearing. So they might go, oh, that's easy. Do day, do day, do day, do day. Okay. So now I want you to write it. Now here's a part. Uh, I won't go into this for a long time, but this is when you can talk about manuscript with them. Because it's the first time yeah. they're going to be writing it. And even though they've seen it. Yeah. But still now you just mean, have to say yeah. things like, this is a note head. This is the stem. This is the beam. It should look like this. You, I advise people in unit one to take a long time with this. A long time is relative. 
10 minutes, 20 minutes, a lesson, two lessons. Yeah. And what's going to happen is if you teach them about manuscript, for example, if the note head is down here and the stem is here, it should look like a D and not a B. Yeah. If the stem is going down and the thing is here, it should look like a P and not a Q. Yeah. Now, um, that's something that might, what's great about that is if I spend 10 minutes in unit one, I never have to do it again. And all I have to say in unit two, three, four, five, whenever they see it, is say, Remember. oh, don't forget, D not B, P not Q, and yeah. no lollipops. That's for us. Mm-hmm. And everything must be proportionate. <laughs> that's my little... And that <laughs> like doesn't space. rhyme. Everyone or, has like yes. their own little bubble. Exactly. And it's like, <clears throat> the notes have to look neat. Da, da, da. And then if I spend time in unit one doing that, all I have to do is remind them in other units. Okay. So step nine is the first thing in the writing box. And it's rote because we always start with our hands on every part of the bicycle, right? Yeah. So boys and girls, look at this, decode it. Now, would you please just copy it? Copy it. And I'm going to look as you do it, however you want to do it. And then I'm going to go to decode something familiar. So this is how this works. I'm going to say, Taylor, do you remember that song, Closet Key? Okay, everybody sing the song, Closet Key. They sing it. And I say, can you decode it for me? Do they do? You know, they decode it. And now I'm going to say, would you decode the first line of closet key? Um, do they, do they, do they, do? Do it again. And I want you to think about what it looks like. Do they, do they, do they, do? Would you please write that down on the lap board, on your them. whatever, on the piece of paper? So now they've decoded something familiar. They've done it with their mouths. And now they're going to write it down. Now, because in every box we start rote, Decode familiar, decode what? Unfamiliar. Unfamiliar, level up, right? <laughs> unfamiliar. Yes. Now I'm going to say, <clears throat> I've saved something, right? You could use the B patterns because I still contend that these are not um, really familiar to mm-hmm. them. But if you don't want to, you can just make something up or you can pull something from an unfamiliar song. Yeah. But all you have to do is say to them, I am going to sing this song to you. Let's say you do Yankee Doodle and they don't know it. So you're going to say, I am going to sing a part of the song Yankee Doodle. Um, Yankee Doodle went to town. Did you hear that? I'm going to sing it. I'd like you to decode it and then write it down. You are decoding unfamiliar. Okay. And because we work on inner hearing at every step, you're first having them sing it or say it, then write it down. I think that's what I've missed, the inner hearing Well, and that's, that's one of the golden rules that we try to impress at the training, but it's hard because there's so there's much, lot, yeah, but... so much information. Um, so we say to them, now write it down. The last thing is create, right? Improvising. Boys and girls. And now really for sure you want to use a technique or a game here. I'm going to explain one game that I do, which is called, um, oh my gosh. <laughs> It's what do you call? Oh, it's okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna explain one game. It's called Battle of the Bands. Oh, so Battle of the Bands I'm is um, okay. We're making groups of four. So the Bermuda Four, <laughs> you guys are a team, and then Eric and Chris and Chris Powers and Becca, you are a team over there, and you guys are a team. You guys are a team. You guys are a team. Okay. So here's what's gonna happen. You're gonna go off to your corners. This is like the voice, right? Oh. Except super lame and dumb. Okay. So <laughs> elementary style. You're going exactly. So you're gonna go, and each one of you is gonna create a pattern um, using do and do day. Uh, you can make it at least four big beats. That's how I say it to my kids. You can make it eight big beats, but it should all be the same, all four of you. Okay. So go over there. You make it. We're going to put uh, Sean in charge of that group. 
Sean, you're going to be an arranger. Now we're into an about part of music. What does an arranger do? Uh, he takes the little parts and he puts them together in a way he thinks sounds good. So you're going to listen to everybody's pattern that they've created. And now you're going to arrange them. Okay, Amelia goes first, then Esther, then Sean, then I like Taylor's last. So let's go through it. And really, you've just, you've gone, now you got to write it down. Okay, write down your thing. And now this is like, if you want to extend it, every band is going to perform for the group that's and we're cool. going to choose who's the best. Oh. So that's a game. Now, yeah. did you need to do that? No. What no. you could do is everybody sits in three rows. Taylor, would you please create a pattern for me and write it down? Now, Amelia, would you please create, you know, that that is certainly feasible. It's just not engaging. Yeah. So they love Battle of the Bands. That's really even cool. Even though and it is do they like, just perform it? Like, yeah. inter- like just they just say it. They, they just, just say, say the rhyme. And, and then you're like, oh, wow. round of applause. Yeah, yeah. So okay. you have now gone through all twelve steps of conversational wow. soulfish. Whew. That is a lot of information. Going through the 12 steps and really learning how to comprehend them is something that I am dedicated to helping people do because I feel like once you've mastered the concept of the 12 steps in four groups, you really can roll forward with conversational solfege in such a more intuitive way. So I hope that was helpful to you. And I know you'll probably have to listen to it a couple of times, but trust me, it'll be worth it because you will gain confidence and competence with it. Many of you know, I am on the cusp of getting my third voice surgery. That's right, my third. It's crazy to consider. But I'm thankful that we're going to try again, and hopefully this time will be the proverbial charm. Well, that surgery comes tomorrow morning, and because of that, I'm going to be, as you would expect, out of commission vocally for a little while. I'm hoping to be able to eke out at least one more episode after this one so we can keep on track with our every two-week format. But if that's not possible, I'm going to trust that you will forgive me. As soon as I can rest and recover, I will be back. You just try and keep me away. Whether it's in two weeks or maybe just a little bit longer than that, we will be back with more fantastic content for sure. Please remember, subscribe to the podcast and rate us wherever you listen. And of course, as always, keep doing everything you can to create a more tuneful, beautiful, artful world. And maybe do a bit more for the next couple weeks since I won't be able to.